Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks that they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. I can't remember if I say demand or crave there, but I feel like demand has more hmm. urgency. You did say crave last yeah, time, Last you week thought you... it sounded like a cool 90s thing. Ah, shit. Yeah, last I've week you great. decided that crave was going to be the new thing. Ah, shit. <laughs> you can come back still. Ah, shit. <laughs> you can bring it back like uh, no, my classic whole... Coke. Like my whole justification more. is falling apart. I had this problem where I have not a very good memory for the things that I do, mm-hmm. and uh, then I come up with a justification in the moment, and I believe that it's the thing I always believe, yeah, even though that's that not actually the case a lot of the time. Absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> uh, you're like, no, I hate this movie because of this one thing that I just remembered, and I've always hated it because of that. And then you look back, and you're like, no, actually, I said that I loved this movie at one point. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it was Berenstain Bears. Damn. <laughs> I was never I, confused about that one because who yeah, me neither. covers as a kid and was like, Berenstain? What? I was a yeah. lit- I was literate as a child, so of yeah. course I knew what it said. <laughs> yeah, and I remember as a child being like, this isn't right (laughs) like as soon as i was able to read it enough i was like this isn't how anyone spells anything yeah it's just how the actual people's names are spelled who wrote the books though yes i know but i think that was like an ellis island thing wasn't it yeah they must have been they they, it must be fucked up in some way (laughs) i feel like they would have definitely anglicized it more if they had changed it at Ellis Island. <laughs> I feel like the people at Ellis Island were almost as dumb as the people coming into Ellis Island, right? <laughs> mm, I don't like any of the implications Yeah, I don't like there. that one where the people coming in <laughs> were dumb. no good. <laughs> no, uh, oh. all of that stuff about how people were forced to change their names uh, wasn't actually true. People chose to change their oh, names no. to fit in. I know that, but if someone's saying to you out loud, Berenstain, you're maybe just going to write it down however you think you spell it, you know? Maybe. Uh, I think the... Um, I think it's because this was adapted into a TV show in the 90s, and they pronounced it at Stein. Oh, pronounced it? What the hell am I saying? <laughs> I like pronounced it, actually. They pronounced it Baron Stein. <laughs> it's a good thing you're not an English teacher or anything, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, that would be really bad. <clears throat> oh, man, memories. Yep. All alone. Yeah, I've been like... re-watching um, all of Queer Eye, the, the new one, because the new they season? just came... Oh, okay. I watched the new season and then I've been rewatching all the older episodes. And uh, as you were saying, Louisa, when I first started watching the series, I hated Antony so much. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the series, like I kind of hung on to that. But then, because it's been two years since there were new episodes, when I started watching the new one, I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I like this Antony guy." And I completely <laughs> forgotten until Jen reminded me. She's like, "You used to fucking hate him so much." <laughs> And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that I hated him, but Which I do like he? him now. Is he yeah. the one who pretends to know how to cook? Yes! He actually okay. does know how to cook now. I okay. don't know if he well, did at the beginning or not, but he like... He certainly didn't. <laughs> All his, like, hearty family meals were literally cut up a melon and, like, have some prosciutto with it. Like, that was it. <laughs> yeah, but that's not not knowing how to cook. That's being a male model and not knowing what people eat, <laughs> what normal people eat. Yeah. Uh, uh, the actual worst one is, uh, what's-his-face? Ooh. This Uh-oh, is I don't want to answer this question. <laughs> I think I like Yeah, no, who is, who is your least favorite, Matt? 
I like all of them. Hmm. Who's your least favorite, Louisa? I know that you don't like all oh, of them. No, I don't remember his name. He's the guy from MTV, and it's only because they had an episode where he had to say to a cop, like, yeah, cops Karama? Oh, Karama? Karama. Yeah, Kar- I was yeah, going to say Karama is the worst one also. Bad, but also, it must be pretty hard being a cop, so I guess we found some common ground. <sighs> so, do you know about the fact that, like, he was dating a guy who was a big-time producer at the time, and they, like, kind of made him water down a lot of his opinions because uh, of that? Yeah, I know, but and still in the show. And since he broke up with that guy in the most recent season, on every episode, every time he's on camera, he's wearing a t-shirt that says, like, Black Lives Matter, or uh, I'm not here for your white comfort. Okay. Uh, that's All good, right. but, oh, I can't get over it. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, episode, though. I'm so mad that the editors made me dislike Karamo, uh, thinking that he was, uh, uh, like, centrist or slight conservative, and actually, he wasn't. Now, yeah, my, I mean, now my least favorite one is Bobby, because he's nothing. What? What Bobby are you saying? Life, Bobby you? is the best one, you monster! He Bobby has... had to run away from his Mormon family. That's yes. cool. He has no characteristics. <laughs> what are you saying? He still has the vibes of Mormon, Every which is boring. Every fucking week he builds an entire house from scratch! Yeah, he's the only one who does any work. And yeah. he was the one who refused to go into a church that one time, and I really admired him for that. Oh, that's yeah. cool. In fairness, I have watched maybe half of a season of this show. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. I like it more than the original Queer Eye, because I feel like in the original Queer Eye, first of all, there was a lot of the joke being the person that they're there to help. Like, can you believe what a pig this asshole is? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which doesn't seem great. Um, And then also, like... I always got the vibe from most of the guys on the original Queer Eye, like uh, Ted Allen and Jai Harris? Is that his name? I don't remember. Jai, yes, though. Those guys, like, kind of were there, like, haha, well, here's some wine to have, but it doesn't really matter, you know? (laughs) Like, we're just kind of here to do comedy more than we are to help you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I, I like that in the new one... Like Jonathan Van Ness is like, I genuinely believe that a that having a better haircut and self care routine can genuinely make you a better person. And whether or not that's true, it's important that he believes it because that's the whole reason he's on the show. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I when I first watched an episode, I was like, oh, Jonathan's the annoying one, and then as I watched. Uh, more episodes, I was like, oh, no, Jonathan's the good one, actually. He's only annoying because he seems to genuinely have care about other people, which <laughs> I perceive as annoying because I'm a bad person. <laughs> well, I he, do think he that does he... put on the persona of yes. every irritating gay stereotype. Like, that's his thing that he does, but then when you hear him talk, you're like, actually, he's really smart and funny. Yes. And I think that that's okay, like... I, I think that if he wants to his character on the show to be sort of like an over-the-top gay stereotype, mm. but then actually have more depth than you give him credit for, I think that's that's not an unvaluable thing to bring to the show. Yeah, true. Yeah. <clears throat> and the only reason why, uh, you know, a person like me uh, would find that, I guess, stereotype, that, like, uh, archetype irritating is because we live in an extremely homophobic culture. 
Yeah, although I personally, we know my problems with Robin Williams, I find it incredibly grating when someone seems desperate for attention. Mm. And a lot of his loudness and throwing things around and a lot of things associated with that stereotype are like attention getting and that it really irritates me. Yeah, yeah, I it's it's weird though because like everybody's desperate. We all love attention. Yeah, but I don't want to see it so nakedly in your yeah, face. It's shameful <laughs> oh, to that. let anyone know that you want attention <laughs> as much as everyone wants attention. There's also that reaction when someone is trying to get attention in a um, manipulative way for you. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe this is just me being an asshole. But as soon as I'm aware that someone is just doing something for attention, mm. I even more react with, well, fuck you, then I'm not going to give you attention. Yeah, I will ignore anything <laughs> if I can tell that it's being done for attention. Yeah. <laughs> oh, even though, like like Jeff says, A, everyone wants attention, and B, probably they would be less annoying if I was just like, uh-huh, yep, you're, you are, you're doing it. Yeah, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> because of obstinacy? I've, probably. I've, uh, <laughs> I've changed my... Uh, I've redirected all of my annoyance at people who are, uh, big air quotes, desperate for attention to motorcycle guys, mm. uh, <laughs> who are desperate for attention to the point of making loud noises that frighten my cat. Yep. Yeah. Or, like, people who have, like, bumper stickers that say Blue Lives Matter or whatever, like, people who are just trying to get people to fight with them. Yeah. That's an annoying thing that is also morally bad, and that makes it okay for me to hate them. Yeah, yeah. I'm, the thing, the thing that's really weird, uh, becoming an adult, having been, uh, you know, kind of a bratty, grumpy teenager at one point in my life, is realizing that like my opinions can be choices that I make. Mm -hmm. I don't have to just go with my gut emotional reaction. I can be like, actually. I'm deciding that that doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it helps me a lot that sometimes, like, you see someone not wearing a mask in public. Now that all the signs are up, you have to wear a mask. And you can tell they're kind of looking to see if anyone's going to say anything to them. And so I get so mad that they're trying to get a reaction from me that I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm going to ignore you. And I'm going to ignore you so successfully that I am actually ignoring you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't worry about them. Like, I look at them, I'm like, fuck this guy. And then I literally stop thinking about them forever. <laughs> so you fake it till you make it. Yep. <laughs> um, I do think that it, it once you could get to the point where you feel pity for people who are so desperate for attention that they will pick fights with strangers, um, then you've, you've really won. <laughs> when you're just like, oh, you, <laughs> your life must be a nightmare. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> Damn. Uh, Matt, what'd you do this week? So, I wanted to talk briefly about... I haven't done anything particularly new. I've been playing a lot of Graveyard Keeper lately, because that game still fucking rules. In yeah. case anyone hasn't played it yet, even though I've recommended it on the show before, <laughs> it's the best simulator. I forgot what this is. Is this the Stardew Valley almost, but it's the Graveyard? Yeah. yeah Harvest I mean, Moon oh, with corpses. <laughs> yeah, kind of. You you have to like lead little sermons in a little uh, medieval community, mm. even though you're from modern day. Um, but you can change the topic of your sermon to like give you technology points or faith <laughs> points or whatever, which is fun. You gotta check like corpses. To talk to you about iPhones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly exactly <laughs> it. 
You gotta chuck um, exactly the right amount of corpses in a river so that you don't poison the water, but also so that you don't have to get rid of all those corpses. Yeah, well, burning the corpses is the way to go. I mm-hmm. and um, they're, they're, the DLC is very good. You get to lead a communist revolution amongst the donkeys in the community. Nice. It's great. It's a great game. But I, I've talked about it before. So if you like simulators at all, it's probably the best one out there now. Uh, that one and Stardew Valley are, are tied for me. Anyway, what I do want to talk about is I talked in the summer about getting my new car, <clears throat> and I just want to say. I'm one of those people, and I know that lots of people out there have felt similarly, where I always, I I guess this is a product of raising, I don't know where this comes from, but the feeling of, like, I should always get the bare minimum thing I need to survive. Mm -hmm. You know this? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, I could get this fancy butter, and it will definitely taste better than the store brand butter, but... I shouldn't because it's morally bad for me to get something that's nice. You yeah, know what you, I mean? If you get the one that's $2 more, you're going to not be able to make rent. Exactly. Or like, oh, well, I deserve to be poor. Like, people deserve to be poor if they buy the upgraded version of the cell phone that they want or whatever. Mm. And that's just, that's all a capitalist illusion made to make us feel bad for our own oppression. Yeah, it's... uh the two pointing Spider-Mans at each other. Meanwhile, someone's running away with all of both of their money. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, When I got my car, because a car is like a thing you can only get if you're doing it right once every like decade or whatever. No, they won't let you get more than one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I... I, I tried so hard to overcome that feeling, and I got myself a car that was, like, an upgraded version. It's, like, the the model that's slightly higher than the baseline. And what that means is it comes with things like seat warmers and uh, steering wheel warmers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, guys, that's... It's great. <laughs> it's mm. so cold out now, yeah. and I can remote start my car from my house, and then when I get out there, it's, like, warm... <laughs> The seat's warm, the steering wheel's warm, it even heats the the windshield so that the ice comes off easier when you're chipping off the ice. It's just a delight. And, like, yeah, it cost me more money, but it's, like, every day when I get in the car, it's like, oh, yeah, I did this for myself. And, like, I don't know. I just think that that's great. I think we should all work more on not feeling bad about getting something that is a little bit nicer, even if it's more expensive, because having nice things is okay. Now, I stopped listening after you said we should all work more on. <laughs> and so I'm taking it as a personal insult. I mean, it's not not a personal insult, no matter how you slice it. Uh, I think it helps in ways where, like, I know I love to cook. So if I get a nicer thing in the kitchen that I know is really going to last maybe my entire life, like, that's a good investment to me. It's hard for mm-hmm. me to know where it's worth spending the money, because there are definitely yeah. things where I've been like, well, I don't want the base model, I should get the one that's uh, a little bit higher up. That's a smart mm-hmm. decision. And then later, no, it wasn't. I'm not using the thing. That was a ridiculous decision, and I've wasted money. I agree with what you're saying, but I also feel like, you know, if if somebody comes to you and they're like, oh, you buy Tropicana orange juice? Well, in taste tests, the store brand does just as well, so you're fucking wasting your money. That person is a terrible person. I like this Tropicana bully. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I... That's, 
That happens all the time. That's like the bread and butter of Good Morning America is experts coming on telling you that you're a dumb shit for paying extra money for 2% milk or whatever. And like, all I'm saying is, that's fine. (laughs) Like, I wasn't going to be a millionaire if I'd saved 30 cents per gallon of orange juice I drank or whatever. So whatever. Just do what you think is best. Everyone's just guessing all the time anyway. <laughs> I will say I don't uh I don't buy the name brand stuff if it is just the same like plain tortilla chips. Those are the same thing. Uh how do you know though? And they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Doritos ab- maybe. Doritos absolutely sure. aren't. Oh man, those ones that are paper thin and just crumble in the oh, salsa yeah. the second you put them in there, absolutely not. The ones that you only ever get at like a work party because someone else brought them and you would never buy them and you don't mm-hmm. even know <laughs> what yeah. type they are? Oh boy. Because Jeff works in the same office as you and doesn't <laughs> think there's a difference. There isn't. <laughs> uh, I like those uh, grocery store brands that they fry up themselves. Damn, if you can get a bag of those. Yeah, yeah those see? are good. I mean, there, but Jeff, you're saying there's no difference between the different brands, and I think that you can get a cheap one that's still good, but there are bad ones out there also. Yeah, I didn't say there weren't bad ones. I'm saying you don't have to buy Tostitos to get a good right. one. You can get, that's fine. you know, like, uh, never heard of them or whatever. Although, <laughs> that's Tostitos the brand has that of. innovation of the scoops, which are so much better. Mm. I think I've Why seen don't... those with other brands, but maybe not. Oh. If only. If if there were a uh, no-name brand that had reached the level of innovation of scoops, um, I would definitely go for them. <sighs> uh, I don't know why I use tortilla chips as my example. Probably because... <laughs> yeah, you can't think of any other brands is the problem. <laughs> I was initially thinking Doritos, where, like, mo- for the most part, the store brand Doritos are not going to be as good as Doritos brand Doritos. <laughs> uh, but, I don't know, sometimes... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, you can find ones where sometimes, like, the hard part is, if you've tried all the different ones and you can say, I like this just as much and it's cheaper, then go for that. But sometimes you don't know, and it's okay to just buy the one that's maybe a little more expensive if it's like, I know this is going to be good, (laughs) you know? One of my my, uh, compulsive deal things is I will never, ever pay full price for breakfast cereal. (laughs) That's insane. It is like seven dollars for a box of Captain Crunch. Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the dollar yeah, store see, and get the Captain Crunch Halloween surplus around Christmas time. <laughs> I was gonna say, see, there's a thing where that can be worthwhile as a fun adventure, but as a cost saving measure, going to a second store <laughs> to find if maybe they have a cereal that might be cheaper than the first store is not really a cost saving measure. Uh, no, I just won't won't buy it unless there's What a about good all deal. of the medication you need for the diphtheria you get from the eight months expired Captain Crunch you're eating? <laughs> the the best buy date on a box of cereal is like two years out from when it's manufactured. <laughs> they just have to clear That's the true. warehouse out of the seasonal stuff. <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> How long before they start just selling that whenever, whatever time of year in regular stores? Because people don't oh care. Oh my god, I would love Count Chocula that. already crossed that Rubicon, Louisa. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, but the, he didn't bring the rest of the monster cereals with him, and that's yeah. what I want. I want to buy Yummy Money in July. Because the other monster cereals are trash. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm sorry, but it's true. <laughs> I had some of that fruit brute when they reintroduced uh, it a yeah. few years ago. Oh, what a huge mistake. With the first bite, mm-hmm. I was like, is oh, fruit cough brute syrup. cherry flavored? It is cherry flavored. Yeah. What's but, yummy, mummy? Citrus fruit? Yeah, punch? that one's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But here's Citrus. the thing. It's not, like, we all know this, and I don't know why I'm saying it like it's a revelation, because literally everyone on this call is aware, but they were better when we were younger, because they used oat flour, and now that they are corn-based, they taste like such garbage. Oh, are they corn? Interesting. They are now. Hmm. But uh, the fruit root specifically, when I tasted that and it was cherry, I was like, oh, there should never be a cherry-flavored cereal, actually. Yeah. But fruit root was good when we were kids. When it was oat and cherry, it was good. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, there's well, a. I mean, it's weird because there's still a lot of oat-based cereals. Not that many. Lucky They've been charms. phasing them out. They've got Cheerios and Lucky Charms and all of them. You just named all of them. <laughs> Literally all of them. Well, well all the Lucky Unless Charms alike, like, like Alphabets. Honey Bunches of Oats. Alphabets no longer exists. <laughs> really? Yes, Why did they get rid of in, alphabets? They got rid of it, like, 20 years ago. <laughs> May 2021 is when they got rid of it. That's impossible. <laughs> I don't believe that. <sighs> oh, anyway. it was it was taken off the market uh, from 2006 to 2017 also. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> now we're getting Seriously. to the truth of it. So anyway... Um, but the swing in quality between the like yeah that swing in quality <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're bringing back the swing music it's coming the back swing in, the swing in quality between <laughs> the name brand cereals and the ones that are in those bags or whatever like Malto meal ones yeah, Malto meal's good <laughs> no it, they're so bad. <laughs> They're so much worse. I think Jeff has a little bit of a cost-saving perversion where he likes if he can get like a gigantic mm. cat food-sized bag of cereal. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's like, listen, it's it's twenty dollars for a big vat of honey, but I could get a whole like gallon of caro syrup for sixty cents, <laughs> and it's basically the same thing. No, it's like there are some like there's not really a generic a reliable generic of life cereal which is my favorite cereal me too um cinnamon life specifically um but like cinnamon toast crunch the the malto meal version is like close enough that i do not care (laughs) i think that's fine and and like honestly everyone should do whatever makes them happy i just think it's a toxic belief when you think that it is inherently a moral good to save money at the cost of enjoying things no it is for me i'm not allowed to enjoy things (laughs) other people that's the thing you should stop believing jeff that's what i'm saying to you specifically (laughs) Uh, i think this might be specific to the way we were raised though matt (laughs) the idea that is well and jeff apparently yeah no if you grew up broke then you're like if if you buy anything that has a brand you've seen on television on it, you're you're making your mother poor. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I definitely true. still buy store brand most things. Um, but I don't know. I think yeah. that there, it's okay to just be like, I, I do like this kind of butter better than the store brand butter. And it's worth the extra dollar to me. That's fine. Don't feel bad about that. Feel good that you're making a decision to help yourself. Mm. Also, eat less butter, probably. That's a message to me in the past. I I don't think I usually use butter for uh, purposes where I need the fancy stuff, but I will 
I will buy a jar of ghee whenever I'm out so that mm, I can love ghee. Uh, make stuff that I want to have a really hot oil for. Yes, it's mm. good. I think my personal uh, way of uh, handling this is that I... That, the, my personal enjoyment of the decadence of uh, not living <laughs> absolutely hard scrabble as possible is that I will just throw away containers of things when they're done. I don't, like, wash out a peanut butter jar and think I have to reuse it for something. Fuck that. Yep. Uh, you good. should recycle that peanut butter jar, though, Louisa. You should just throw it out. <laughs> oh, I throw it out <laughs> to the recycling bin, and that's the same as the trash. It's just, it's just one over. No, you should I'm put, you should put it in. You should put all of your uh, old bacon grease in there. No, I use that. I keep that in the fridge. What are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. You put it in. You can keep it in old peanut butter jars that you've washed out. Oh, no, I keep it in fancy little Tupperwares. In one month, Jeff, Louise's fridge would be full, edge-to-edge, with peanut butter jars full of bacon. Perfect. Exactly. (laughs) She wouldn't be able to eat anything but spoonfuls of bacon grease. Yeah, exactly. It's called keto, Matt. All all those people who live to be like 120, people Mm -hmm. ask them what they eat, they're always like, just spoonfuls of bacon grease. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's That's like a very... I feel like if you... If you really were a doomsday prepper who was like, the economy is going to crash and we're all going to die, you're going to want that caloric density of bacon grease and, like, just soaking slices of bread in bacon grease or whatever. Mm, Pretty good. Yeah. Ah, fun. Anyway, uh, Louisa, what did you do this week? Uh, This week I rekindled a love of things. Mm, Your Kindle, your (laughs) e-reader. That's right. I'm burning bacon grease with it now. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I rekindled a love of just watching a movie several times, mm. because when you're kids, you do that all the time. You're like, I have to see this movie again. This movie I just saw, I have to. Yeah. But I've been working on some of my art projects and painting and drawing while rewatching like, Encanto. I watched uh, Luca, and I watched uh, Onward, which I hadn't seen before, actually. But watched mm-hmm. those on Disney, and it's just like, you don't need to pay attention all the time. Yeah, You get what's going on. It was a really nice feeling, because I don't... Normally when I'm working on something and I can't pay that much attention, I will listen to a podcast, and it was nice to 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 rediscover my childhood love of just some TV on, which I don't do mm-hmm. now. Yeah, that's sort of why I, I like superhero movies so much, because not only are they mostly stuff you can ignore, like a lot of the big fight sequences are pretty boring the second time, mm-hmm. but they telegraph so much, like... Here comes a 20-minute chunk you're going to be able to ignore, so if you want to go to the bathroom, now's the time. <laughs> now that's bold if you're watching a movie at home, not pausing it when you go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's that's one of the joys of watching a thing for the second or third time. True. Matt, this is You'd a perverse like, mm, I get it. This is a, uh, this is a fetish. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I, it's just like feeling like you don't have to live by society's rules, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can pause movies whenever. The movies don't have to play within the runtime that Big Movie decided. Or I could watch it episodically watch... throughout the week. I don't want have to watch every punch that Spider-Man does to Michael Keaton. You get to watch every punch that Spider-Man does to Michael <laughs> Keaton. But I don't have to. I could just go to the bathroom and let him punch it out, and then when they come back, be like, alright, boys. Punch the... <laughs> punch the pee out of you? No! Shut up! <laughs> shut up, Jeff. Uh, you, shut said, up you said punch it out. 
No, I said let these boys punch it out, not yeah, out of me. Punch it out of uh, the pee out of you. Jeff, you are you are really reaching for this to be a sexual thing. Uh, That's not sexual. You're peeing. Mm. No one's ever made that what, sexual. Wanting Spider-Man to punch the pee out of you is not sexual, Matt, and I support you. And this boner is unrelated. <laughs> oh man. But specifically I guess superhero movies would fall into this as well because they're they're mass appeal. They're not trying to do anything really profound. Yeah. But with kids' movies especially, it's nice to just be like, oh yeah, that montage I kind of like is coming up. Let me look up from the from my page for a few minutes now, and it's just like it's a collection of interesting things to see and hear. Yeah. In between, with some story that's not super important, so I do like that a lot. Yeah, and like I feel like there's there's a certain type of person who watches movies who wants their movie to be able to do everything. Mm-hmm. Like they want to be emotionally moved and to have spectacle and to have intrigue and to have romance or whatever. Yeah. But there's a certain freedom in accepting like this movie isn't for that. This isn't a movie for paying attention to. This is a movie for like senseless joy every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. And I think, especially with the kids' movies, they engineer them so that you can just watch them a whole bunch of times, because they mm-hmm. know kids are going to be doing that. So it's yep. like, yeah, this is kind of designed for that. Here's a quick moment of something interesting that you probably want to see that again in a few days. There's an amount of time after you watched a movie the first time when you watch it again, and as you're watching it, you have a moment where you're like, oh shit, that part is coming up that I love. Mm-hmm. And you get so excited for it. Yes. And if somebody could write a mathematical algorithm to tell me exactly how long that is, that would be great. Because <laughs> that's like the maybe the most happiness you can get watching a movie, is when yeah. you're like, oh shit, we haven't even gotten to the part where, you know, yeah. whatever. Yes. It's Where he plays uh, electric guitar at the prom. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. It's yeah. <sighs> good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I've been doing the type of art that I've talked about before, so that's not important. But I've been enjoying it in a new way, so this is very good for me. Hey. Yeah. Jeff, what have you been doing this week? Uh, I got a new toy in the mail. I got the Retroid Pocket 2 Plus which is an upgrade uh, of the Retroid Pocket 2. Uh, is yeah, a, it is a little, it is a little handheld. Uh, uh, I think they, you know, they kind of churn them out in, in China where it's not as uh, uh, closely regulated to make Android devices that let you pirate Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Um, you, but hold on. This earlier version, do you have that one as well? I do not have the earlier version. I bought okay. this updated one because they put it up for pre-order in, like, October. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, hey, cool. It's going to have a touchscreen. It's going to have a newer version of Android on it. Uh, and I got it, and it's pretty cool. I've had a hankering to have a, uh Android-based handheld because there's a lot of interesting stuff you can do with that because there's a lot of games that run natively on Android. Uh and there's, like, a lot of emulators that work better on Android than they do on other types of devices, um, okay. weirdly. Um, but I've been playing a little bit of uh, AM2R. Have you heard of this? This is the uh, the Metroid 2 remake that got... It was, like, very popular and got shut down right before Nintendo announced their own Metroid 2 remake. Ah, no. no. Got shut down because it was too much like Metroid, you mean? Uh, no, it's a... It, it is a re... Like, explicitly a remake of Metroid 2. It's not 
Like it's is it? It's a fan made remake. Yes, it is a it is a thing that it is a fan game that is uh, not like licensed. So it's not that it's too much like Metroid. It's that it is Metroid. It's a Metroid thing with well, Metroids in it. But you say it got shut down. Did it legally get shut down? Oh did yeah, no, Nint- or what? Okay. no. Nintendo sent them a cease and desist. Okay. Yes. Uh, or a D- like DMCA Pokemon takedown. Nuclear or whatever it was called. Yeah. Yeah, the same type of thing. <laughs> Uh, except they had kind of let it go for a while and then suddenly sent the DMCA because they were about to announce their own Metroid 2 remake. Um, But then some developers picked it up once the heat died down and uh, reconstructed it and have been updating it. And so I've been playing it because they made an Android version of it. And it's a pretty good low Metroid game. Hmm. It's uh, surprising how much it reminds me of Metroid. Because is it surprising? <laughs> well, Metroid Two specifically, because like I played some Samus Returns. I didn't finish it, but I got maybe halfway through, and then I went and played all of Metroid Two and was like, "Oh, Samus Returns is just like taking the kind of plot and core conceit and remaking everything else. There's not like any similar environments. It has remixes of the music, sure." Uh, this one is a lot more faithful to the original Metroid 2. Like, I was recognizing locations as I played mm. through the beginning portions. Hmm. Have you played any of um, Nobody Saves the World? Jeff? Oh, yeah. I was just playing that this morning as well because um, uh, Game Pass works on this little Android thing. So mm. that's up on Game Pass. I played a little bit of that. I got to the point where you have to be a ranger to get past some guards and was going through that little forest. Uh, and then yeah, I've been much. playing it too, and I I was thinking you would like it because it has Metroidvania and action RPG elements, two things that I know you like. Yeah, it uh it made me want to play some Binding of Isaac, but that doesn't exist on Android. <laughs> weirdly, <laughs> weirdly, of all the platforms for it not to be, uh, it's on iOS. But but Jeff, you you could install it on your computer and then put a like a Steam Remote Play app android app on your device and then play it that way yeah but i mean i then i might as well just play it on my handheld pc right at that point i don't know i mean if you want to have it all in one yeah um but yeah i i've i've kind of been looking i might uh dip into unsighted because i'm kind of looking for something zelda ish i think i think i have a hankering for zelda because i've been watching uh Griffin McElroy play that link to the past. Oh, randomizer. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things to watch while you're making something, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. a. Uh, this is for those who don't know. Uh, if you go to the McElroy family YouTube, you can watch Griffin McElroy play a link to the past randomizer where every item you can get from a chest or defeating a boss is swapped randomly in such a way that you uh, you won't get soft locked like you can't the game's not impossible to beat oh um, I didn't know that okay good yeah that's a setting you can have on the randomizer to prevent soft locks uh, and he also turned on one hit kills and made his player character Guy Fieri and all the enemies are also randomized oh, yeah. so you mm-hmm. can walk into a room and have a, like the the boss instead of being the one that's vulnerable to bombs is the one that's vulnerable to arrows and you might not have arrows yet so. yeah <laughs> it's very good uh there's a uh randomizer i kind of really want to try that's a little frightening to me where it is um 
a combination of Super Metroid and Link to the Past, where all of the ran- all of the items from both games are randomized between each other. Oh no! And there's like three portals in each world that make that take you into the other game. That's <laughs> too much. That doesn't make sense because you can't. But you can't use the Metroid items in Link to the Past. No, you can't. But you have to play a little bit of Link to the Past to get some of the items you need to proceed in Metroid. Just play both games. (laughs) That's crazy. I don't like that. (laughs) I think that it sounds fun. Remember when recently dumb NFT people were like, yeah, if you could get an NFT of like Link's hookshot, then you could use it in any game because they don't understand how anything works. No, it's because <laughs> their uncle works at Nintendo and he told them. <laughs> yeah, oh if God. you get an NFT of a, a hookshot, then you could use it in real life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Yep. Yeah, in the Matrix. In the Metaverse. Uh-oh. Ooh. What's a... Uh, what is the metaverse? I keep hearing people no, talk about No, we can't get into this. this. We need to combine all different types of digital <laughs> shitheads. In my mind, the metaverse is literally Second Life and nothing else. It's, yes. I mean, what's so funny about it is every time Mark Zuckerberg is like, here's a glimpse at metaverse, it always looks so shitty and unappealing. <laughs> Like, who wants this? I love when people put out press releases and they're like, check this out. And the whole point of the press release is you're supposed to see it and go, wow. And sometimes yeah. it's so bad. It's always funny to me. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Oh. Yeah. Oh, metaverse is a generic term. Okay. I thought it was like the name of a product, but no. Facebook Horizon is the name of Facebook's VR thing. Mm, Isn't Metaverse the name of the, like, parent company now, or is it just called Meta? Meta is the name of the company. Metaverse is the, uh, is a term made to describe the, like, interconnected virtual worlds from the fictional novel Snow Crash. Oh, okay. Uh, but it also... So you're just talking about the novel Ready Player One. Ready Player One is the other book mentioned on the Wikipedia page Uh for Metaverse. Uh, it's not, like, a thing. It doesn't exist. It's not just that it's virtual, it's like the concept of it is made up. There's no interoperability between any of these goddamn virtual worlds. Mm. Yeah, I don't really get meta humor. (sighs) Anyway, shall we get into the thing? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we should. Yeah, now we should. (laughs) Alright, so, um, what we do on this show is we go to the WikiHow Suggested Articles page... And we enter a random word into the suggestions box so that we can see a list of things that people have asked for um, uh, articles about so that we can give advice on how to do that thing. And today's random word is camp. Camp. I like camping. I haven't been in years. I hope I haven't looked at this list yet. I mean, I've glanced at it, but I don't know. I figure it's probably going to be mostly camping, like tents camping, but I hope some of it is about like being intentionally ostentatious artistically. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, here's a joke for you. Here's a dad joke. I can't go camping anymore. It's too intense. Ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can't go camping anymore. I lost my drag queen wig. <laughs> <laughs> That's glamping, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, Camp, how to camp at Rancho Ritchie Refuge for South by Southwest. What the hell does that phrase mean? <laughs> I don't know. Clearly, this is some kind of refuge for rehabilitating South by Southwest. <laughs> Rancho Ritchie's. <laughs> at 
Right. Joe Ritchie's, yes. It's after South by South Southwest has been abused by its owners, mm-hmm. you know, left without being groomed for years and years, it goes to Rancho Ritchie where they feed it and they take care of it and teach it to not be afraid of people anymore. Yeah. Great. Uh, this crime could have been done by any Tom, Dick, or Rancho Ritchie. <laughs> <laughs> Rancho Richie does sound like an ethnic slur against something. Italians. White people. Italians for sure. No, I think it might be white people. Oh yeah, Rancho is definitely like a Midwestern insult. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, check out Rancho Richie over here with his pickup truck and his Confederate flag. God. (laughs) A lot of these are how to camp in a specific national park, you know, state park, whatever. The problem with that is they will all have different rules. Those rules yep. will be very specific, and you're going to find their rule on the fucking page for the park. Like, you cannot ask Wiki Howe about this. Yep. What are you doing? I do think that there is a certain class of boomer, let's uh-huh. just say it as it is, who understands that the internet exists and there's, like, ways to ask questions on it, but they don't understand that everything has its own distinct page on the internet. Yeah, true. So instead of having to... Instead of going to, like... Oh well, every time I boot up internet, I wiki wikihow is where I go. Like you could just go other places. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of boomers who don't really get that. Yeah, and their kid told them that you can get instructions on like replacing your dishwasher through wikihow. So they're like, oh, mm-hmm. any question I have, wikihow. Mm-hmm. Oh man, but like camp in Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. is going to have a website to tell you what the rules are for camping there. Mm-hmm. I think first step one is to know what Myrtle is. It's a poisonous plant that grows in sandy soil, but it's, it smells so, really nice. It's Yurtle so the welcome. Turtle's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's important that you, that you know what Myrtle is so you don't eat it and die yeah, while it's gonna, camping. It's going to smell really good, but do not put it in your mouth. You're going to mm-hmm. want to. Don't do it. I think that that's probably true for a lot of the, the names of national parks. Uh, you shouldn't eat redwoods, for instance. I think you probably can. You shouldn't. You can eat anyone. You should you? you? shouldn't eat the Burning Man for camp at oh, Burning do, Man. Do not a, wait till he goes out. Yeah, <laughs> then he's cooked to perfection. Yeah, blow him out. Uh, the only one of these that doesn't have to do with camping in some way is the first one, which is my favorite: how to campaign for Scottish independence. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, have you considered blowing up cars? Oh no, I was going to say send letter bombs to Buckingham Palace. But <laughs> Ooh, this is good too. <laughs> The queen, the queen's oh, been boy. dead for two months, so like we have absolutely no one who could get us in trouble for saying this. Yeah, the queen's been dead for two months, and there's no one else in the back of Buckingham Palace. There so. isn't. They're all panicking. It's, technic- it's yeah. technically not murder. They have- Whoever moves in there first and says, "I'm the new queen," they get to be queen, and people mm-hmm. don't know that. Ooh, I hope it's problem. that guy from and Captain that's Phillips. The plot of the movie Rat Race. <laughs> Oh, uh, boy. So here's the thing about campaigning for Scottish independence. One, are you Scottish? If so, there are better avenues to search for information about this than WikiHow. Yeah, Two, you want to go to uh, wikihow.co.uk. <laughs> yeah, if, if only there was somebody in Scotland who was talking about Scottish yeah. independence. But here's, crucially, if you answer, if your answer to the question is are, uh, for are you Scottish is no... Probably take a step back. This is not your thing to worry about, first. Second, you need to be looking for a person who is Scottish, who is talking about Scottish independence, and listen to them. 
No, I want to campaign for Scottish independence. <laughs> no, you can't, Jeff. <laughs> I know I can't. There's nothing I can do about it. It's always so... It makes me so sad and also, like, uh, Joker-fied laughing uh, to look at the, like, party-split election maps of the UK, because it'll be, like, uh, the... The Lib Dems and Labour are getting some votes, and then the Tories and Conservatives are getting other votes, and then literally every district in Scotland goes to a different party that's just like the Scotland party. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> yep. But I think probably Scottish independence would not be a very good idea for them right now, right? Only if they immediately got admitted into the uh, EU, EU, which yeah. they probably would. But that border has got to be very tough to figure out then, right? That's what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, it's the same reason why the northern and southern Ireland is so fucked right now, because that border is just unpoliceable. (sighs) That's fine. We can just, you know, they shoot any English who come in, like they Uh did in the old days. Yep. Yeah, that worked out great. the, The reason that I think Scottish independence would probably be bad for them right now is because if they did declare it, there would be a sudden rush of people trying to move to Scotland before yeah. it became independent because of how shitty England is now. Mm. Oh, man. We were talking about fun camping. Let's not talk about the <laughs> campaign do you, for Scottish independence you, anymore. What? You don't think it's fun to call for the assassination of the monarch of England, Louisa? She's already dead. Draft. She in died of COVID draft. in November. <laughs> what did you say, Louisa? In Minecraft. Jeff was yelling over you. Oh yes, in Minecraft. All of this in Minecraft. They just don't want it to her to die during the 69th year of her reign. <laughs> that is so, so funny though. Pretending she isn't dead. <laughs> As someone pointed out on social media, if it turns out she really isn't dead, it's going to be absolutely shocking. <laughs> no, I won't believe it. I think that Christmas <laughs> video was shot in June and deep faked. <laughs> Both. Wait, they shot it uh-huh. early and deep faked it? Yep, they shot it early with a body double. <laughs> Even though she was still alive? Uh-huh. She was supervising. <laughs> Her real passion is directing. Oh, man. Uh, I like how to camp out at the in-laws. Like, you have a better relationship with your in-laws. Oh, get, get a goddamn hotel. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of not thinking you're worth anything, this is the kind of thing you do where, like some people's family I might want to mention, think that the best you should be able to ask for is a tent on their lawn. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're talking about Jeff's family? (laughs) Burn on Jeff's family. Yeah, okay. Uh, No, I I think that you should never legally connect yourself to anyone else, and so you shouldn't have in-laws. You should have in-wants or whatever you would call it. I I do think, going back to what Louisa was saying, I don't know if this is, like, a weird psychotic disconnect from what other people think and feel or what, but there's a certain kind of person who maybe some of us on this call are related to, uh-huh. who, when everyone is like, oh, let's all go have a good time, let's rent a house at the beach, and we will all have a great time there, there are people who are like, yeah, I'll come along. I'm not going to pay for to help renting the house, but I'll bring a tent and then I'll just camp out on the lawn and that won't affect anyone's good time in any way. <laughs> what are you doing? Of course it's going to make the rest of us have a bad time. Yeah, exactly. 
if you can't afford to chip into the house, I understand, and I'm not shaming you for your economic situation, but that means you just can't go on vacation right now. I'm sorry, you can't afford it. (laughs) Well, or the alternative is, do the other people want you to go so much that they would help pay for you? Right, which would also be fine, but like... Yeah, saying I'm going to bring a tent, nailing yourself up to the cross, (laughs) that's no good. And then every single day, while everyone is having a good time, being like, okay, well, I guess I'll go back out to the tent, hope I don't freeze to death, like, fuck you! You think Jesus was that kind of friend? You said nailing nailing themselves up to the cross. Yes, he was, because they were having a great big dinner party, and he's like... Mm, I'm gonna die tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, everyone's like, what? Oh no! And he's I like, guess this yeah. is my last supper. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's all about me now. <laughs> now, you guys are saying it in a tone like this is bad, but like... He was stoked, actually. <laughs> well, no, he no, was like, what finally, I, I don't have to eat supper with you chuds anymore. <laughs> Get to go to heaven with my about, cool dad. <laughs> when we talk about how terrible it is for people martyring themselves, it's because they are pretending to martyr themselves. Yes. But Jesus was literally oh martyring God, are himself. Are you calling in Jesus that a story, faker? So. What? <laughs> you're saying Jesus was faking it? No. That's so no. rude. Whatever. That's <laughs> offensive to people's religion, Matt. Jeff, this character you're doing today where you intentionally don't get anything and talk over everyone else while they're trying to make their point more clear is starting to get very frustrating. The talking over is by accident. The intentionally not understanding what you're saying is for, for fun. Uh, yeah, no, I do know what uh, Matt means, though, because, yeah, they're not actually martyring themselves. They're not suffering silently in their tent. <laughs> they're right. talking about it a lot. And... When people are being the kind of martyr that we mock, it's because they're being like, oh, this thing is so hard for me. But it's not really that hard. You chose to do it, and you don't have to do it if you don't want to. Whereas in the story of Jesus, he does have to do it. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't want to do it in the end, as it turns out, but he did anyway. Yeah, but he forgives us for not knowing what we do or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, but, he called for God to do that. I don't think he did that. I'm He's that, God, Louisa. Oh, yeah, no, he doesn't oh, believe that. <laughs> this is where our uh, podcast splits into three different Christian factions. Yeah, I'm gonna, based yeah. on whether or not we think Jesus was God um, when he said that. Matt, I'm coming to your house and I'm nailing a bunch of rules to your door. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can camp out on Matt's lawn. It's no, it's no trouble. Yep. Uh, I... I like to imagine Jesus at the Last Supper being like, uh, I'm probably going to be sold out by my best friend for only 30 silver coins. It's not even very much money. You guys don't like me. <laughs> I mean, again, like, you're saying in a, in a mopey tone of voice, but that's only mockable if it's if he doesn't nail it. But he nailed it. He got it exactly right. <laughs> a t-shirt with Jesus on it that says, Jesus nailed it, and he's on the cross. Yes! Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> uh-huh. Mail it back to 2004 in a sealed envelope so you can make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Was that the peak time to have ironic Jesus shirts? When was Creed popular? Uh, when did Dogma the, come out? Is that the secretly Christian one, Creed? Sort of. Yes. I think ambiguously secretly Christian. Mm, yeah. Okay. Dogma came out in 1999, so I feel like any time between the release of Dogma and like 2006 doing ironic Jesus stuff was real hot. Okay. Hmm. I'll do it. Um, I keep looking at Rancho Richie, and I love it. I love calling someone a Rancho Richie. <laughs> the Rancho Richie <laughs> Refuge, a triple R. Yep. 
I don't like the refuge part as much. I just like I like the idea of referring to somebody as a Rancho Richie. Yeah, I, w- I like, give I give no quarter to Rancho Richies. <laughs> uh, how to camp on a budget? That's not too hard, really, is it? I mean, you the go hard outside part would be and the stay there. Yeah, <laughs> you have to Tents borrow so- the equipment. Tents are so expensive. Yes, but if you borrow them, and most people you know have a tent somewhere, because everyone thinks it's a great idea at one point. But yeah. here's the thing, though. If you really want to save money, no tent. Just go outside. Mm-hmm. You like to have bugs on your face, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you like to do you like to save money, or do you like to not have bugs on you? Yeah, those are the <laughs> yeah. two choices. Uh-huh. Yeah. They are. There's no spending a little bit of money. There's only mm-hmm. spending more money than you have and putting your poor family in the poorhouse, uh, or They're spending no poor. money. That's so cruel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How could you be so cruel to your grandfather who worked so hard to get here from Ellis Island where they changed his name to Berenstain? <laughs> was that during the show? Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think it was. <laughs> um, could you uh, basilly Frankweiler this shit mm. and go mm-hmm. to like a, a REI or a Green Mountain co-op yes. or whatever and yes. then just live in the tent display in the camping section yes at night you can sleep in the tent you have all your enjoyment during the day you're gonna have to crawl mm-hmm. inside one of the fake uh, paper mache rocks yeah. so no one can find you and then during the day when you want to be out and about you just stand in the like hiking shoe section looking at all the options and being like i just don't understand what the differences are because mm-hmm. there's so many different ones and it's like w- wear these shoes and you'll hike perfectly but if you wear these shoes your feet will fall off after 10 feet yeah i just realized that feet is the unit of measure as well as yeah, a part of your it. body and that oh, sounds no. and it didn't work great <laughs> yeah. you take another pass of that joke <laughs> yep uh, do it in hands like how they measure horses <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not a body part, right? <laughs> I don't think so. It wasn't in that sentence. Right, good. <laughs> uh, the thing is, nowadays, with the, the way uh, retail is becoming destroyed, there's probably only one person working in that store, and they will not give a shit if you're just like, well, I'm going to sleep in this tent overnight. Bye. Yep. Yeah, so every, I mean, everybody at Walmart's unionizing and stuff, so it's fine. As long as yeah. you have plausible deniability for the retail worker, they will happily ignore what you're doing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've, I, uh, it, when I was going to the movies a lot, it was very fun to discover how absolutely zero, as long as you aren't, like, carrying a bag from the grocery store openly into the movie theater, they don't care. Yeah. They're not going to check yeah. your backpack. They can see that your coat has the, Signature bulge of you keeping a sandwich in the inside pocket. They don't care. <laughs> well, because here's the thing. As long as they can say to their boss, like, oh, sorry, I didn't see it. There's nothing their boss can do to them. And it's much easier for them to not hassle people. Yeah. And for the most part, the boss probably doesn't care either. It's probably not True. until, like, the owner comes in. And when has an owner of a movie theater ever gone to visit? <laughs> Who is this Metro Goldwyn and Meyer? Yeah, coming in. <laughs> what is it? What? Uh, what is, uh, uh, damn on. it! Damn it! it. I do can't it. <laughs> remember the name that's on the Chinese theater. Finish it, man's Chinese theater. Yeah, is man coming to? <laughs> <laughs> that's one small uh, theater for man, etc. Yeah. Speaking of words that make a joke not work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any words I say. <laughs> 
Monopoly's name had been man. <laughs> now, how to camp with children is interesting because it doesn't say how to camp with your children. <laughs> and if it's uh, not your Boy children, Master. don't. What? Become a Boy Scout master. No, don't. That's how you <laughs> camp you, with children. If, yeah, if you start, no, if you start your journey to Boy Boy Scout master with, I really want to camp with some children, <laughs> and that's the, your motivation. You shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of them start out, Matt. Yeah, it's and a pretty lot bad. Of them shouldn't be doing it. Agreed. But I... you know, we're here to answer people's questions, not judge them for doing crimes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Answer people's yeah, questions that time- we made up. <laughs> this show isn't about judging every pervert on the internet. That's our other show. Yeah. <laughs> Shame the net. <laughs> uh, I want to know how to camp with children that are bear cubs, and I want to know how to do it without getting killed by a bear. Is this mm. possible? Uh, you have now- to change your fate. Oh, okay. oh, yes. There you go. Oh, yeah, you could have a daughter who doesn't want to marry somebody, and then she makes a deal with a witch. Problem solved. She's got oh, okay. the craziest hair. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Thanks. <laughs> I watched you. I I watched a um like a film critic ranking of Pixar movies the other day and they didn't have Brave in their top 5 and I couldn't believe it. I think that that is genu- generally considered to be one of the lesser ones, although now maybe in the wake of like The Last Dinosaur and Cars 3, it's like a mid-tier one. But when it came out, people were like this isn't as good. Yeah, but I think if you watch them now, I think Brave is maybe one of the best Pixar movies ever. Here's the thing. I feel like there's I feel like there are kids movies that people don't like critically because not a lot happens in them, mm. but I don't think that's actually a detraction from a children's movie. Yes. So, like Bra- uh, Brave, um Luca I think falls into this as well as another one that I have seen recently. Um they're fine. They're just totally fine. But not a lot happens, so critics will be like, well, this is boring. Yeah. The other thing is, and I don't want to be dishing out hot takes this late in the show, but there's a lot of bad Pixar movies. Or, like, not even bad, but, like, like I enjoyed watching them, but I don't need to watch them again. There's a bunch of nothing ones, for sure. Uh, like, I, I would say like, starting with Brave, they had a run of ones that were, like, kind of lame until Coco. See, I think that rewatching Brave is always a delight to me, whereas I wouldn't. I am not interested in rewatching Up. I don't even really yeah. want to rewatch any of the Toy Story movies. Like, they're fine, but the plots are like telegraphed from the beginning you're like "Mm -hmm, i get it four was pretty good did you see that one i didn't see four maybe i need to see four before i go shoot my mouth off Uh, i think that four when it was announced i'm like we don't need this and then i watched it was like no actually we kind of did need that that was pretty good (laughs) yeah um uh, i'm looking at a list of pixar movies and i would say that there's very few on here where I'd be like, that's a bad movie. Yeah, uh, I yeah, saw but, but there are a couple where I'm like, that wasn't very good. <laughs> but that's not the question. The question is, which of them would you wa- look at and be like, that's a great movie? Mm. I think maybe like, I like Ratatouille a lot. I like Wally a lot. I like Brave a lot, as as I've said. But maybe that's it. I would put The Incredibles but, on my really good movies. I list. don't think it's very good. Have you watched it recently? <laughs> Uh, I don't remember the last time I watched it because I don't have a memory. I thought The Incredibles 2 was kind of lame. 
didn't see that. I one. think both of the Incredibles are not as good as like they seemed cool when you. This is the, the Pixar effect. They seem very cool and exciting when you watch them, and then when you watch them the second time, you're like, oh yeah. I think that the main thing that makes me uncomfortable about The Incredibles is that it has a weird libertarian bent to it that I mm-hmm. don't like, uh, but all of Brad Bird's movies do, and I do like all of Brad Bird's movies. So I guess you're a libertarian, actually. <laughs> I just, it's like, I don't think he's ever said anything troubling in public, but like, all all of his movies are about like, the government should be able to regulate you having a, a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> like the Iron Giant, the Incredibles, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Tomorrowland. The only one that isn't is Ratatouille, which is about how there shouldn't be laws about how restaurants need to be clean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely not what that movie is about. <laughs> but like, the hero in the movie gets a restaurant shut down by the health board, who's, a like, not a good person, not, like, good in the movie. Mm. I mean, the health board guy is fine. He's, they all agree at the end, he's like, yeah, they definitely shut us down for having rats, which is fair. <laughs> yeah! <sighs> it's, you know, like, the EPA was reasonable for shutting the Ghostbusters down, but they're still the mm. villains. I mean, they weren't. They they manufactured fake evidence in that movie. But there were ghosts <laughs> that were leaking into the drinking water or whatever. That's not what happens to Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. And then, that would be a much better movie. Then uh, one of them drips in that factory and Stan Lee drinks a bottle of it in the post-credits mm-hmm. scene. Yep. We never followed up with that. Did he turn into a Hulk? Yeah, that's... The sequel to that is the episode of The Simpsons where he's like, I did it once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um, but, How yeah. to Sorry. camp what? at an outdoor concert. Jeff had almost done this when he went to Warp Tour. Jeff. There was no away. option to camp outdoors. I was in Atlantic <laughs> City. Um, well, you could have <laughs> floated in the ocean for yeah. a few hours. You could right? have walked the streets all night. <laughs> you, yep, I'll walk the, walk the streets of Atlantic City in the middle of the night oh like a goddamn God. Bruce Springsteen song about someone dying. <laughs> Uh, no, I drove. Put on a cowboy costume and walk the streets, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I drove about 45 minutes to Atco, New Jersey, and went to a hotel uh, that was like $45 a night or something. Oh, man. Oh, How was that? <laughs> yeah, was that like a Bruce Springsteen song about somebody dying? It was very dirty, and I was afraid of dying, but um, I'm from that area, they so got it was... heroin right here in the nightstand. Oh, no, that, that area some... is not rich enough for heroin. <laughs> you have some natural immunity to the uh, the water there. Yeah, it's definitely like, oh, someone... Uh, Someone, like, probably in 1978, when this hotel was the same as it is now, uh, too, like, smoked way too much crystal meth and then died throwing up, uh, in this bed that hasn't been washed since. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, when did they invent crystal meth? That's a good question. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I feel like- taking methamphetamines in the 60s, Yeah, I was gonna say, like, probably the 50s, right? Dr. Feelgood did that? That was this whole thing. Was inventing the Motley Crue song. The Motley Crue song. Because <laughs> that was the the doctor at rehab that uh, f- helped the, those guys not die. That's what yeah. Dr. But the original Doctor Feelgood was that guy who was like a like special um, uh, physician to John F. Kennedy Jr. And then it turned out no, 
Just regular JFK. Yeah. Oh, JFK. right. Uh, he, yes, he had all those horrible back problems. Back gave problems. Him all those pain and then he get, got special injections every day. <laughs> and then later on, after he died, people were like, what were these injections? Oh, it was methamphetamine. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I could see your confusion, but we know it can't be JFK Jr. because he's still alive, according to the QAnon conspiracy. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. He's on his cameo in Austin. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or whatever. Uh, the QAnon mythology has gotten really complicated, but it's so much less prevalent since the president doesn't believe in it anymore. <laughs> it's true, but still, many politicians do believe in it, so it's still very scary. Yep, it's yeah. super scary and dangerous, but uh, I feel like I don't know about it. Oh wait, that's worse. That's not a but. That makes it worse. And I feel like I don't know about it. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> it's not like that hotel room where you knew for sure someone died doing Yeah, for sure. Uh, amphetamine was synthesized in 1887, and methamphetamine was synthesized in 1893 from ephedrine. Uh-huh. And yeah, crystal but, meth? Uh, oh yeah, I guess we want to get to the crystal version. That's the part oh, that right. feels people, futuristic to people me. People use it as a diet pill in, like, the 50s, right? Uh, yeah, Obitrol in the 50s was a, mm. uh, a diet pill that was methamphetamine product. Did it work? And how could I get some? Uh, it almost <laughs> definitely did, because it was just Adderall. <laughs> uh, yeah, it makes you too jittery to eat anymore, I think, right? Yeah, I don't I don't eat meals anymore. My teeth anymore. are too itchy to eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't get hungry anymore. I have to remember that I enjoy food and eat for that reason. I feel like that would make me fatter <laughs> if I only ate the food that made me happy. No, it evens out for me, actually, because I'll forget to eat for long enough that I can just have whatever I want. <laughs> Ooh, that's, yeah. how, that's how hearts work, right? Uh, yeah, that's how my heart works, or it's gonna <laughs> how it's going to work for the next two and a half years until my spontaneous <laughs> death. Yeah. <laughs> Once you make your way back to that cursed uh, motel, <laughs> then you can die. <laughs> yeah. You can check out, but you can never check in, but damn it, damn it, damn it, no! (laughs) Go ahead. This is like turning into a, uh, like a Celtic hero myth. (laughs) Like Jeff has been cursed that he could never die until he returns to that hotel. His ancestral homeland. He has to spend thousands of years building it by himself. Uh, That's what happened to Dracula. He had to carry a little bit of New Jersey soil with him wherever he went. Everywhere. Every 100 years... is Bruce Springsteen. You heard it here first, you guys. <laughs> Every 100 years, he has to rebuild Castlevania and the upside-down Castlevania on top of it. Oh, mm-hmm. so much work. That's why, he's, that's why he's so pissed when someone comes in and starts killing all of his friends. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason that he would be pissed about that. <laughs> yep. Honestly, after a while, I think he would see it as a relief. Yeah, with friends well, like these, God, who needs enemies? This wasn't very good. <laughs> We'll try again next year. Yeah, yeah. That's we'll how we get him next time, Frankenstein. <laughs> that's how he felt about like the Lord of Shadows Castlevania. He's like, ah, oh, this was this one wasn't as good as the one from a couple of years ago. I'm gonna wait until next yep. time. All right, shutter it all, Gilman. <laughs> We're moving on. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of Gilmans in there, huh? Yeah. Does the, the Gilman understand language? I know he can't speak. Good question. Does he, does he only mean, speak Portuguese because he's from Brazil? Uh, he speaks sign language in that Guillermo mm. del Toro uh, fucking movie. <laughs> he <laughs> also movie. speaks the international language of love. Mm-hmm. The Lombada. <laughs> I'm moving my neck in a way that is suggestive. Gross. 
<laughs> like an eel, like a fish, yeah. fish man. Uh, I think in the creature from the Black Lagoon, the Gill Man probably doesn't uh, have language because he's just a stand-in for some kind of indigenous people that was considered savage at the time. Yeah, well, we've seen that movie, all of us on this call. We watched it all together. So yeah. we do know what it's about. And yeah, he doesn't seem to speak or understand language. Yeah. Um, but he does seem to kidnap white women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like- But that's a, that's a natural instinct for a lot of animals, I think. <laughs> yeah, they like, they collect shiny things to build their nests out of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> white women are the shiniest thing of all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How does this relate to your Castlevania again? <laughs> uh, Dr- it does explain why, uh, Dracula kidnapped so many white women. <laughs> Uh, Dracula is a wife guy in the Castlevania universe who does all of his vampire crimes because his wife got killed by the church. He's kind of a wife guy even in the uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, he's always... So many wives that you don't notice. (laughs) He's always... He does does have all his brides, but he loves Mina Harker because he thinks it's his lost love, right? He keeps looking at hot women and he's like, whoa, you're as hot as my wife. Yeah. Exactly. You know what a wife guy is, (laughs) Yeah. No, well, his wife right. died, but so he can only fall in love with someone who looks exactly like his wife. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. <laughs> women love that. Women love when you constantly compare them to your dead wife. I didn't yeah, say women loved Dracula, Matt. That's what we Louisa was saying. Uh, Red Twilight. Excellent romantic comedy, Rebecca. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. made into a movie by mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's a great... Is that a vampire like, movie? That fucking movie, though, is so good. <laughs> Because, spoilers for Rebecca, but I love the fact that she goes to his house and she's like, oh man, he's so into his dead wife, I feel so sad about this. Mm -hmm. And then he finds out that he killed his ex-wife, and then he's like, and then she's like, fuck yes, now we have something in common, let's fucking burn this fucker to the ground. Well, they were meant to be together, which is nice, because at first you think she's really innocent, but then it turns out she's pretty bad too. Yeah, I just love that the twist is that she that she hates the ex-wife but can't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Then she finds out that he also hates the ex-wife and then she's like, "Now I'm going to go full on joker fight. I'm going <laughs> to break bad in the worst way." And like, don't they like crash a ship into a is the wife isn't actually dead and they crash a ship with her on it to murder her a second time? Is that what happens? Is no, this- she's dead. Okay. Is this one clear who that ship? Uh, hubris? I don't know. <laughs> uh, is, is this one of those ones where the, like, a normal movie would, would, uh, have done its whole plot, uh, by the middle point of this movie and then it just has to keep getting crazier after that? Like every other oh, Hitchcock movie I know about? <laughs> It's a Hitchcock movie, yes, but it is based on a gothic romance novel, mm. and if you've ever read one of those, yes, things keep getting crazier and more unbelievable until the, the story just suddenly ends. Yeah. Uh, I found all of, when all Crystal Meth was invented. movies are based on novels written by, like, better writers than him. That's the twi- <laughs> That's the surprise ending to Hitchcock. Ooh. Uh, 1919 was the first time we synthesized Crystal Meth as a species. Oh, what did we use it for at the time, to say? Uh, Akira Ogata synthesized it from a reduction of ephedrine using red phosphorus and iodine. Uh, I guess... They used it for uh, melting ice on sidewalks. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it made the sidewalks really, uh, <laughs> really hyper. Really slim. <laughs> um, it looks like they just were doing it, like, to find a more efficient amphetamine. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of science like that. They're like, can we distill this chemical? Okay, we did it. Now, can we use this chemical for something? <laughs> they just try stuff out. Yeah. They were like, all right, we've invented amphetamines. Now, what if we make super amphetamines? And they just kept doing that. <laughs> <laughs> We've been throwing away the super amphetamines that are a side effect of creating amphetamines. Could we do something with this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's 90% of chemistry, actually, is we've been throwing this away yeah. for a hundred years. Is it useful? Yep, I mean, can that's... We, can we put lead into gasoline? That would be a good use for it, right? Uh, that's also uh, food culture history as well. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to our show. Uh, sorry we spoiled all of Pixar and Alfred Hitchcock for you this week. Yes. Uh, But if you like the show, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice and tell all your friends about it so we can continue to grow. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord by sending us a message on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. All of my stuff is available at WeaponizedLanguage.com, and I just found out that one of the commercial... The first commercial names for uh, pharmaceutical methamphetamines was Pervitin, and Hitler took it. Mm. Thanks, oh, man. You're such a perv. Yeah. Yeah, you got him. Good. Yeah. All right, you can talk Taking to me Hitler on down a peg. Mastodon at <laughs> Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, don't forget that you can fuck up on the internet in so many ways. I don't know if other people are going to be into it. Eat your donuts.